Dang it, I did it again, man. I, oops, I did it again. Um, start out the show with a song where I'm like, we're just going to hear a few seconds. I we got to get into the show. And then, listen to that. Just dirty, dark, swinging London, psychedelia, the amazing Sid Barrett. All right, now it gets weird for the next nine and a half minutes, so now we can start talking. It's the Brian Oak Show, episode 367 here in the Smart Start MN Studios. My name is Brian Oak, and your name is Sean Bernard. How are you, Sean? I'm doing great. Yeah? How are you doing? That sounded real plasticky. I didn't like that at all. How are you, Sean? Man, I tell you, Brian, things are not looking good. Okay, that's great to hear. Okay. Anyway, we're going to move on. No, just kidding. <laughs> I hope that you're no, good, I'm man. No, glad, I'm glad the sun's out. It's been since December 29th. I feel like it's been since the Obama administration. Yeah, since I, our nearest star has come to visit. I, I, I couldn't believe it standing outside. The sun is out, Sean. It's chilly, but I, I'm a sun lover, so I don't mind if it's, you, you know, got, five. You, you have to get some sun every once in a while. Yeah. Has it really been since December 29th? That's has. almost two weeks without seeing the sun. Yeah, that's kind of odd. That's not okay. We don't live on an asteroid, all right? We live on a gorgeous blue marble. That... My ancestors were not smart people, so they must, have, <laughs> they must have come up here in the summer. They wagon trained, they wagon trained up here in the They're summer. like, this seems beautiful. Let's Man, plant it right here. land is cheap. I can't believe this. <laughs> Why don't people want to live here? <laughs> and then the winter hits, and they're like, honey, um... Is our place still available? Exactly. Back down in Texas? Yeah, no? you know, you, uh, well, at least they didn't stop in the Dakotas. At least they stopped here That's in Verdant, true. Minnesota. Those all right. Mouth breathing bastards. Oh, or Wisconsin? No, I think they went just far enough. I think you owe your ancestors a lot. That's a good point. The Smart Start MN Studios is where we do the Brian Oak Show. We have for more than four years now. And Smart Start MN is Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. What does that mean? It means they put a, what do you call it, a doohickey? Yeah, a little device that you breathe into so every 20 minutes so you can drive. Yeah. And so as long as you're not drinking, you get back in your car. Because if you get caught drinking and driving, did I say drunking, drinking, drunkson, and driving, you... Are you driving today? No. Okay. Uh, You you will need a... You'll lose your license right away, and you're going to have to find a way to get back into your vehicle. Yeah. And so we can save you some extra money. Go to smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak Show. That'll get you 20% off the installation... Of the ignition doohickey. The blow-and-go, as some call it. The blow-and-go. Yeah, people in the industry call it blow-and-go. Is that what they call yeah, it? Yeah, All right. Yeah. Very good. Also, I want to thank our latest sponsor who's jumped on board, OA Design Build Architecture. You and I got, we were lucky enough as we kind of are making this new relationship with them to go on a tour of the Pillsbury Castle which is almost entirely gutted on the inside right now. Not entirely, but they are going to make it viable beyond all of our lifetimes. This is a historic monument locally that is going to, again, outlive us all. But it's important in this era where we're tearing everything down and filling them up with these ugly boxes of condominiums. This is a place that's going to carry on some of the old history of Minnesota. Yeah, I was a little weirded out when we were in the basement and they're like a jackhammered away most of the foundation. And they're like, yeah, just these pillars here. Yeah. But it's holding up thousands and thousands of pounds. I think hundreds of thousands of tons <laughs> yeah. of rock up above that us. That was you a know? little freaky, but it's going to be so cool when they get done. It was yeah. cool just seeing it, you know, when it's not done and seeing how it looks right now. But we'll have a video out with that probably in a few weeks. Uh, and it's going to be a pretty lengthy video, but you get to see room by room and how they're transforming everything. So go to oadesignbuild.com. Oh, by the way, they're still running a special great Valentine's gift idea, by the way. Ooh, go on. Uh, until February 10th, uh-huh. you can go and buy a certificate where you can just try OA Design Build. So if you're looking to have a small project done, something for a few hundred bucks, 
They'll save you a little bit of extra money. You can go there, hit the contact us, oadesignbuild.com. Absolutely. And, you know, they do hire and work, but that doesn't mean you're automatically priced out. I believe there are certain things in life one should not skimp on. One is a tattoo artist. We've all seen shitty tattoos on people, and you're LASIK like, LASIK eye surgery is another one. LASIK is also I a want, good one. I want somebody that's not, and I just want to know, how many procedures? Have Four? you done 25,000 procedures? <laughs> That's what I went before with. You, yeah. Uh, yeah. Good. Before they put a laser in your eye? Yeah. That seems... I have friends who wear glasses that will not get LASIK because they're like, you're not putting a fucking laser in my eye. It's just not happening. I have the one friend, Arr, how are you? <laughs> you get that. Sorry. <laughs> I was number three on the oh, list. I was. <laughs> Patchy, we call him. Mr. <laughs> Patches. All right, let's hear a song real quick. And when we come back, a couple members of a band that has been on hiatus for, I don't know, 20 20 years or longer, but in their time, they were masters of the West Bank, and now they're getting back together to celebrate some stuff going down on the West Bank. We'll talk about that coming up just ahead with a couple members of the Mumblebugs. In the meantime, I can't get this riff out of my head. It's there when I wake up in the morning. It's there when I go to sleep at night. I know next to nothing about this band. Two guys, two women known as Cornelius Brothers and Sister Rose, although I think they're known as the Brothers Cornelius and Sister Rose. Doesn't really matter. Spotify. Do better. Okay, do better. Anyway, the song is the important bit. Treat her like a lady on The Brian Oak Show.
man, oh, that was good. Brothers Cornelius and Sister Rose right there, Treat Her Like a Lady. And they had a different song that was even a bigger hit that I don't like as much. And so if I'm in the mood to, you know, while I'm vacuuming the house, strut sure. a little bit, you sure. know, got the ear pods in yeah. and uh, or the headphones on, if I want to strut a little bit, I'll listen to a little Brothers Cornelius and Sister Rose. I wish I could be a fly on the wall that day. Not oh. with you with the vacuum cleaning your hand. You should see what I'm wearing. <laughs> Then maybe I don't want to be that fly. Exactly yeah. right. But be careful what you wish for, Mr. All Bernard. Right. Right. Sorry. I want to say hello to Nathan Anderson and Eric Hahn. Members. Hone? Yeah. You said it was like John except with an H. I think something got confused. I see. Well, certainly it's, it's, it was me. Let me just put a long line over the O so that like I know that it's Eric phone. Hone. Yeah. Yeah. Hone. Hmm. E.T. Phone Hone. Very good. In any event, uh, I would like to say hello to Nathan Anderson and Eric Hone, members of a legendary Minneapolis collective that back in the day, I got to admit, I think I only stumbled across you guys live once, but I couldn't turn around without seeing a flyer that had your name on it every day. Because that was back when I was going out all the time, and you guys were apparently playing all the time all over the West Bank. The Mubla Bugs are back after a 20-year hiatus. Nathan, hello. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Excellent. How about you, Eric? Just fine, thanks. Other than I butchered your last name. It's, right. it's not going to influence our friendship, is it? Not at all. You it's promise? It's not the first time somebody's butchered it. It's not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, gentlemen. So um, I'm not. Uh, you're going to be getting back together to celebrate the 35th anniversary of the Cedar Cultural Center, correct? Well, yep. yes. We've been back together now for a while. Okay. How long is a while? Uh, a little over a year. Okay, well, before we start talking about the current era of Mublabugs, let's go back a little bit in time. Um, are you both Minnesotans? Yep. Indeed. All right, very good. And so do how do you cross paths? How do you decide, let's make a freaky, funky, punky, poppy fusion of music that's very, very on brand for the West Bank? How do you stumble across one another and that becomes the thing? Hmm. Uh... We've, no, we've known each other for a really long time. I was going to say, it was a hazy time yeah. <laughs> on the West Bank. We back back. In the, yeah, We really go way back okay. to like fifth grade, along with our other uh, member, Pat Mavity. Yeah. Uh, he even goes further back with Pat than myself. Well, see, I've got a couple of very dear friends that I go back to fourth grade with. That's where I met most of the people who are in my inner circle now. We just stayed friends over the years. So you meet there, but then how do we end up on the West Bank? Are we going to the U? Are we just hanging out being hippies? What are we doing? Nate was in art school. Yeah? A little bit. Sometimes. That, I have two friends who went to art school, and either one of them could have said that exact same thing. Like, it's kind of, yeah. We were roommates for a while on on, uh, Cedar Avenue and 27th, and in a home we called the Bunk House, Uh of which we have a song with the same title. Right. And the song pretty much says what it was. But we played there together, and... uh, we got really together in uh, 86. Okay. When I came off the road from a, a, a South Florida guy, Charlie Pickett, that I was playing with. And I was on that trip with Bobby J, Bob Joslin from Run Westy Run, the drummer. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. So we were three piece. But I got back into town and this that wasn't working. And Nate and I got together and. I was showing up at Keggers and playing acoustic guitar, and Eric said, hey, why don't we do something? And I said, why not? 
Is there beer involved? Yeah. <laughs> where did you guys grow up, though? Like, where where was uh, your youth? South Minneapolis. Okay. Yep. Right around here. Great. We we both went to Central High. Yep. Like Minneapolis Central my High. My grandmother went to Central High, but I don't think you knew her. Oh yeah, we did. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> we were there a long time. <laughs> All right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you get I together and you play music. Your life. <laughs> it's fun to jam, and you're playing. Um, so what do you play? Guitar. And, and bass. And bass. All right. When did that start in either of your lives? I mean, like, when's the first time you remember picking up a guitar and being like, this is pretty fucking cool? Uh, in high school. Yeah? I, I, I'm i a musician since, like, third grade. Um, I played cello, and that's how I met oh, the other member of the band, the Pat Mavity, or one of the other members. Um, and we were uh, standmates in, like, fifth grade in, mm. in what was called the Junior Symphony, a precursor to... Jitsis, Greater Twin Cities Youth Symphonies. Exactly. I got switched from cello to string bass by a man named Denny Malmberg, who was a junior high music band director, and he was a bass player. And if he's still alive, he still is. Um, but he's like, I got something for you, and that man changed my life. Wow. Yeah. And when I realized that string bass was bass guitar, too, oh, my God. I was like, I'm going <laughs> to rock and roll now. <laughs> Uh, what was that thing you were playing earlier? A cello? We'll just turn it on its side and cello, you've got bass. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. I actually thought that the cello was a saxophone, and I, I told my mom, I'm going to play cello, you know? Yeah. And I'm mimicking the, the, the saxophone movements, uh-huh. you know? Because I saw some guy on Ed Sullivan playing saxophone. Yeah. I was really surprised when they brought out this string instrument. I'm like, God damn, I promised mom. Yeah. <laughs> you just have to carry your cello differently. We are talking to Nate and Eric. Mublabugs are back in action. We'll find out about the current era, the event coming up just ahead. But first, I don't like to go too long without hearing a little music, and we've gone too long without hearing a little music. Any idea what this first song is we're going to hear? I'm going to pull it up right now so we can all see it. Tell us about it. What? Tell us about the song. It's autobiographical. <laughs> That's all we It's know. absolutely true. Yeah. I used to work with this person. Should I say who she is? I, it's entirely up to you. Bonita Saunders. We worked at the New French Cafe back in the day. Ah, oh, go on. And, oh, my God. My heart went pitter-pat when I saw her. Well, her name is Bonita, which means beautiful, man. It does. And the, the na- she was aptly named.
How would you, by the way, we're talking to Eric and Nate of Mublabugs. How would you describe your music? What what would you say is the main, not necessarily the technical thing, like ska, punk, reggae, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> What's the philosophy? When, when you sit down to write a song, what do you want it to sound like? What do you, what kind of spell are you trying to cast? It's, it's all rock and roll folk music. Yeah? Yeah. All right. So that would make sense then that that's why the West Bank, is that where you sort of first put down your tent stakes and kind of flourished from there? I mean, was the West Bank the first place or where were you playing to begin with? I think Uptown and the entry and and the 400, I don't know, we just kind of hit it all and we just were really driven to do it. And as far as like where songs come from, sometimes they can come from a beat. Sometimes they're lyric driven. Sometimes, like in the case of a song called Sad Pet Fishes, is one of the first times we got together. Yeah. I had some lyrics and we were just getting together to play. It was just him and I, Nate and I, and he started playing this rhythm, and I'm like, shoot, I think I got some lyrics for this. How great is that? 
it was well, it's awesome. It's mm-hmm. really awesome because it's just is the birth of our our real musical partnership that's brought us here. Yeah, exactly. Well, so let's talk about that then. You're going along. What led to the? And we're not going deep TMZ behind the music kind of stuff here. What led to the ending of the first incarnation of Mumblebugs? It it didn't end. It never ended. It, it no. went dormant. Yeah. Oh, like a cicada, like a 17-year cicada. A bug. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. And so it didn't, like, I mean, there was obviously no grand proclamations, but at some point you don't get together and rehearse anymore and you're not writing new music anymore. I mean, how does that come about? People just get busy? Life changes? As a band, we were uh, not booking gigs. Eric and I would get together and play some guitar and shits and giggles, you know, every few times a year i do admit i was raising a family yeah well and, that, and that's not a problem that, little... that happens to a lot no. of people right some I mean, things take priority rent or it, yeah no, payments. no yeah, yeah exactly no a roof over the head feeding small exactly. children that whole okay. bit well um like you said it, it never went away it just went dormant but did you see that stat story by the way sean about how there are 15 known broods of cicadas up and down the east coast yeah. And this year, yes. two of them are coming out on the same year, which is a less frequent occurrence than Halley's Comet appearing in the sky. Hasn't happened in 221 years. So Three signs of the apocalypse. Maybe a blue moon will happen at the same time. I Uh-oh. mean, it, the fourth trumpet sounded mm. and the walls of heaven broke open. Yeah, It'll I don't be know. Fine. I'm sure yeah. everything's just going to be cool. I wonder Spe- if they sound different. Yeah. I, Hopefully they're in a different key. See, but what but yeah. what if what if the harmony between the two, the the discordance between the two different clans of cicadas, what if it sets off some sort of chain reaction that we don't know anything about? Well, harmonic- Crossbreeding. Who knows? Maybe we'll have a new version of a cicada. Super cicadas. Do you think they could be attracted to one another? I don't know the answer to your question. Wow. Super cicada is the name of our acoustic side project. <laughs> I love it. Also, what was the finger guns one? That's all right. I can go back and listen. By the way, if anyone wants to go back and listen, we got 366 of these under our belt. This is episode 367 of the Brian Oak Show, and we're talking with Mubla Bugs, who are helping the Cedar Cultural Center celebrate their 35th anniversary. And the Cedar has always been, at least from my perspective, I've never been an artist who performed there, but has always been one of the most artist-forward venues in town. Absolutely. I mean, just they take care of people. They want to make sure everyone can see. They don't have the place overcrowded. And from what I've heard from virtually every artist I've ever talked to that's played there, they treat you very, very, I mean, not like royalty. You know, they're not like, you know, drawing your bath or anything for you, but they're very, very artist-friendly there. Well, I can speak to that. Yeah. I've worked there since 1997 as a sound tech. Uh and. yeah. My deal is, actually, I got this from Connie at at First Avenue when I was loading in as a mullabug, played the main room once. Conrad was there, like, helping me move my stuff and treat me like I was just, you know, like, important and like he cared about us like a king. You know, it's like, wow, this is awesome. And I'm like, if I ever work any place, I'm going to treat people like that because... It's it's so welcoming and it allows you to be your best self. And as a sound tech there, I definitely I know what it's like to be on stage when it doesn't sound good, mm. and when you don't have a rapport with the sound person, then they don't really care. And it's like this is what I I want to I want to let them know I do care, and I just embrace what 
they're doing. And I think the rest of the staff feels the same way. Make people feel comfortable. I've never heard anything but great things about the the Cedar from an artist's perspective. And I've seen plenty of shows there. <clears throat> um, and it's a great place to see a show. No, I, I like it very, very much. I've never it's had intimate. a bad experience there. I mean, uh, right. literally, the, the audience seems to get it, too, where they're not all blabbing the whole time. Uh, Most some, of the time, yeah. Well, it's <laughs> great. <laughs> in my own experience, it's been phenomenal where people seem to be paying attention to what's happening. There's a couple of times when I had to shush some people. Oh, it's like, hey, worst. if you're going to talk over the... PA right in front of me. Oh, I'm just going to ask you, either go to the lobby or the yeah, green room or something. I'll, I'll never but get that. It's like, it, um, if you want to do a reunion, you could do that another night. But it's a concert, real listening room, you is. know? Yeah. It's, Very much. It's, I mean, yeah. it's artist intensive. And the people, I think, who go there, record, well, you can tell by the quality of the booking and the quality of the staff and everything else, this is a place to watch musicians. I work at the radio station Cities 97, right? right? And so we've done Studio C for, well, long before I got there in 2001. And it's the same thing. Like, we sit quietly and we appreciate the fact that it's stripped out. There aren't a lot of flash pots and, you know, flares and things like that. These are musicians with their musical instruments. And we're here to watch them do their thing, man. That's how the biofeedback loop begins. Right. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. We should hear yet another song by the not brand newly reunited but recently within the last year or so and we'll talk more about that coming up just ahead more mubla bugs what song are we going to hear now baby? which one do you want to do next we could either do do sad, you want to play that sad fish i think we have to do this yeah. one let's go hang on i gotta i'll edit this part out i forget what the other one was oh coloramic
Mublabugs on the Brian Oak Show podcast, episode 367. Before we return to our conversation with Eric and Nate, let's go ahead and start a conversation with my good friend Sean Bernard. Sean, in addition to his duties here, is also a realtor for Remax Results. And surprisingly, even though it's going to get real cold here very shortly, people are still on the move, aren't they? Yeah, I've got a couple of listings starting next week, and I realize it's going to be chilly, but what we're going to go ahead and do is turn the heat on in the homes that you're going to see. <laughs> so it'll be, it'll be nice and warm there. This is, it should be funny, but I went to go see a place in New Prague. Yeah. And the cheap ass, <clears throat> cheap yep. ass owners had it at like 52. Just, just enough so the pipes don't freeze. Well, it's like you're trying to sell this house for an <laughs> amount yeah. of money. And you've got the heat. Uh, maybe spend the extra hundred bucks this month if you're trying to get <laughs> for that particular exactly. house. I, I was just blown away by that. No, so. you walk in and it feels like an igloo and you're like, I don't want to live here. That was it. Yeah. Well, that's the first thing the the female buyer said. She's like, oh my God, I, I need to leave on my coat and my hat. And what a, what a fun way to tour your potential new home. It was such a bizarre. Weird. No bizarre cinnamon thing. muffins in the oven? No, I don't do any of that stuff. What? What? Although there's a great song called Cinnamon Muffins in the Oven. Okay. Oh, Just okay. He knows I'm lying. <laughs> okay. uh, if you know of somebody looking to buy or sell, 612-859-2594. And I donate a portion of every buy oh. and sell to an area musician or band. I've been doing that since the pandemic started because a lot of our friends are musicians and bands and they got throttled over the pandemic. And I just decided let's keep it going. So it's been pretty cool. I've been able to donate thousands of dollars now to local folks uh, trying to make more music, which has changed my life. So nice. pretty cool. Giving them that speedboat money is what you're giving them, right? Wow. That's what I think they're using it on. Yeah, because, mostly on their speedboat problems. Yeah, and also, what is it, Rochambeau? What Rochambeau, it? baby, and rock, paper, scissors. And to send their kids to Rochambeau lessons. Oh, if you don't start your kid at a Rochambeau Academy by at least five or six, they're going to fall behind they're immediately. Yeah, yeah, no. You can usually yeah. tell if they have the aptitude. It's <laughs> oh, a sibling. Who thing. is the Mr. Really who is. is the Mr. Miyagi of the Rochambeau world? That's what I want to know. And Bloody Knuckles, why aren't there professional sponsored Bloody Knuckle tournaments? Is that the one where you hated that game? No, that slaps. Oh, um, slaps. That's, Bloody Knuckles oh, is where you, like you come down from. It hurts so bad, and especially if you're someone playing with someone stronger and faster than you, mm. which is most people with Brian. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up, Sean. <laughs> Nate, let me ask you this. Um, <laughs> well, I, mean, well, we, I, I think we kind of exhausted we did. the we content, did. didn't we? Did. Let's dwell longer. Oh, Leg wrestling. Even, no. even just that little hit I gave myself, I'm like, I have these thin, brittle, bird-like bones. Can I give you I'm a like, tissue? Oh, yeah, please. I I <laughs> uh, Nate, I want to ask you a question. Yeah. So we go into dormancy, right? The cicadas return to the earth to brood for another 15. <laughs> to seven years or 17 years and in this case almost 20 but then recently emerged to once again sing their song can you tell me how it came back together and how it started moving again um yeah well eric uh said let's go giddy up and we um had some motivating factors of uh uh interest in some fans who eric had met while touring in germany mm-hmm. said, oh wow why don't you guys come over here and play our wine festival where in Germany? Basicheim. What, which uh, is near? Stuttgart and Frankfurt. Okay. Brother of mine lives in Bamberg. So. I Bamberg. Think that's nearby. Yeah. Yep. I'll have to. Wine country. Yep. Great wine. It's not just Riesling. It's like. And beautiful, right? Isn't oh, it beautiful? Oh, it's gorgeous. Old. Oh. So we put her together and got a video and started practicing and 
recruited Jared Hemming on drums, and we're rocking hard. It's mm. great. Well, and as lifelong musicians, I'm certain that both of you, even if Mublabugs went on hiatus, indefinite hiatus, it doesn't mean that you stopped creating or went on different endeavors or playing other things as well. So when you get back together as Mublabugs, are you all like, hey, I've written 145 songs. Let's hear these. I mean, like, was there new music or are you sort of traipsing along the classic stuff? Some new music. Yeah. And some that's in the works right now. And also there have been songs that have come together in our um, hibernation. Okay. All right. Um, and, yeah. and I'm excited about all of that. Yeah. And and then there's songs that actually <clears throat> kind of came to fruition in that period. Uh a song called The Ghost, which I think is another beautiful collaboration between myself and Nate. Um, he had lyrics, and I had this kind of lilting uh, um, Afro-pop bass line, and it just really came together. It's kind of, I was inspired by being in this group called Amandla that was uh, head by a a fellow from Namibia named Tommy Riva Numbala, but wow. anyway, that is a, a hell of a name. Yeah, a, a he still syllables. he still calls me on Christmas. Lovely, isn't cool sweet? Is yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what making friends is all about. And when you connect with someone, you connect with someone. And clearly, you two connected a very long time ago to the point that now, even though you're both barely in your late twenties, um, you're still friends, which is always a good thing. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it is. I, um, just trying to not admit to everyone exactly. I think Sean's probably the youngest person in this room. I hope so. Oh, I'm pretty sure I am. Are you? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Hmm. Most juvenile. <laughs> yeah, that's well, true. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess We're I meant... We're all really immature. Oh, <laughs> emotionally. Uh, there's a British comedian named, uh, actually Irish technically, David O'Doherty, who uh, says, you know, age is only just a number, but it's also an incredibly accurate barometer of exactly how old you are. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's kind of what it is. So let me ask you this then. Um, you've got the big event coming up at the Cedar here in the not-too-distant future. That's going to be coming up on Friday. of the- Wow, that quick, huh? Right. Like tomorrow, Friday. Tomorrow, Friday. Tomorrow, Friday. Okay, very wow. good. The Cedars 35th anniversary show. You're going to be there. Cat Johnson's going to be there. And Poverty Hash is going to be there. <gasps> Poverty Hash. I haven't seen them in a long time because they broke up for a while. But they used to play uh, Palmer's all the time. They right did. On. They yep. were yep. so good. Yep. So it, much fun. Yep. I, I, yep. It's a great lineup. Yep. Absolutely. Very fun. Is Do, it the same same group? I mean, everybody... I have to lie. The band is different now. It's only a three-piece. Okay. But there's nowhere to hide. Joe Roberto hired me to play in that band. Oh, my gosh. And I didn't want to do this, yeah. like play in two bands, but I thought, God, why not? Because Joe's amazing. Yeah. It's his writing, <clears throat> and I'm I'm more than happy to support that. I, I admire him as a musician, a quick anecdote about Joe is uh, I went up to Madeline Island in northern Wisconsin, yeah. the Paso Islands, to see another band, and Joe was there playing, opening up. And it's funny, uh, I'm at uh, Tommy's Burn Down, and I hear, Eric, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, who the fuck is... The trees like, are talking like, to I'm me. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. The trees are talking to me, and then I hear, Eric, you know. And then Joe was sitting over... Across the bar with his girlfriend Rob, and he goes, "God, is that the, is that Hone Slice from Palmer's? You know, <laughs> you know." And I'm like, and I look over there, and it's Joe, you know. And yeah. and we sat, I sat with Robin when he went on to play solo, and I got, just kept going, "Damn, 
I want to go up there and play bass. It's like every freaking song he's playing, it's like I hear a bass line too. Right. Robin goes, why don't you? He wouldn't mind. I'm like, well, fucking A. You know, I'm going right up there right now. Yeah. yeah. And and I did. And then he ended up having me in a, a group called Guilty Grins that we played every Tuesday at Palmer's. Yeah. And he, they couldn't do Poverty Hash for a while. A little sidebar. Poverty Hash recorded several times in the Cedar Cultural Center. Live recordings mm. after hours. So, and an example of Cedar supporting artists. Yeah. You know? And I was there just as an observer. Um, that went its way, and uh, we reformed um, with a drummer that I'd been working with, Pat Dalton. And uh, Joe and I and Pat are now Poverty Hash. But oh, it's great. it's about Joe. He's a awesome writer. Um, when I hear his music... Sometimes I hear it could just as easily be played by a symphony. Wow, that's a high compliment. Yeah, it's yeah. it's complex and interesting, but <laughs> we're the Mubba Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. well, well, we should talk opening. about Cat, they too. Right? Cat, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring Cat up. Okay, so Kathleen Johnson is also, I've known her for, we both known her for a really long time. She is also a Central High graduate, and she was in and out of the Prince camp mm-hmm. she is an amazing singer i've worked with her 20 years in soul tight committee uh r&b cover band that mm-hmm. plays like uh patty labelle and the isley brothers and earth wind and fire and she's just she puts our our, our vocals together she's an amazing singer and amazing like orchestrator uh, just really paying attention to the cues and i've been dying to hear her do something of her own and that was the impetus for me to reach out to her say cat you got to bring something and she she's she's down so i'm i'm super excited it's a cool lineup of music for sure and the cedar is definitely worth celebrating the west bank has always been sort of an incredible destination for music ever since i've lived in i mean i moved to south minneapolis in 1988 maybe 89 okay and so i was up and down those streets all the time i mean i hate to see places like the triple rock go and the 400 go Mm -hmm. but it's still a very vibrant and rich area and a lot of music goes down there would you say that's fair Absolutely. Yeah. It's a iconic um neighborhood for art, music and uh culture. Yeah, well, and it always I'm, has been and, and still continues to be. I mean, there was a heyday when there was like uh, almost up to 9 or 10 places yes. yep. with the, yep. the New Riverside, the Viking, uh um Wow, the Viking. I yeah. forgot about the Viking. Uh, the Nomad five or corners. uh yeah. Five Corners slash Five Corner mm-hmm. Saloon, you got the Triple Rock, you got Whiskey Junction and Caboose well, on Blondies. the other side of the freeway. It was Blondies before it was Blondies, yeah. yeah. I don't think they had music. No, they didn't. But they didn't. and of course but that's Palmer's That's the first time I drank illegally in a bar. Was good for party. you. Nice work. Mine was the Monte Carlo downtown oh, Minneapolis. Nice. But wow. because I was there on a date and I didn't order anything stupid, I ordered a uh, warm cognac, if you don't mind, because I was 18 years old and I was trying to impress this girl. And I'm like, they're going to shut me down. Did they try to rip off your elbow patches on your tweed jacket? Did you have your beard? No, no, they, no I did not. I was very clean shaven back then with hair growing out nice and long, as was the style at the time. Mm-hmm. They brought it on this little sort of brass thing that held the glass at an angle and had like a little sterno underneath wow. it to keep it warm. I was like, well, this is very fancy. Somebody's getting laid tonight. <laughs> um, and um, when when's the first time you ever drank illegally? 
Uh, Nate. Boy. Um, Come on. We can sit here all day, man. (laughs) All right. But I want answers. I was maybe 12. Yeah? Yeah. Where were you? Uh, Detroit Lakes. Okay. Very good. Yeah. Beer bonging it, just stealing a beer from the fridge. Uh, the teenagers had beer. Yeah, Drinking right on. Age was eighteen. So yeah, we were hanging out and the uh, cracking a cold one. Shoved me a couple Miller ponies and it was all over. <laughs> Off to the races. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> Eric, what about you? Where's the first place you ever drank illegally? That would be on Carl's Inc.'s paper route. Um, who and we, we thought we would just nip into his old man's thing, and he. Took some clear booze out and yeah. put some water back in. And yep. Honestly, I didn't really catch a buzz. I don't know. I mean, we must yeah. have walked it off while I was doing it, but I sure tried. Yeah. I must have not tried hard enough. Well, but I'll bet I'll bet you made up for it over time. Yep. Camp Tamarack. I got blind drunk up there. Yeah. That's what the, that's what they're teaching up there. You know. The booze and <laughs> <Camp> Tamarack. <laughs> Slamming vodka and choking on it and oh, crying. A micro lot of crying. A lot of yeah. crying. I, I, I never tamarack. drank when I was in high school, I, ever. Not a single drop. But I did, when I was in Boy Scouts, try a little bit of the chewing tobacco. Oh. And oh. one night, all the boys were rolling around. We were done with the official stuff of the day. And we so we went up this huge, steep incline to look at the overlook. And I had put in Copenhagen in my mouth, which is real granular and nasty. <laughs> and I wasn't an experienced... Uh, uh, chewer at all, <laughs> and um, so we're, we're kind of jogging up the hill. And by the time we get up there, I've swallowed most of it. Oh, oh no! Um, oh. <laughs> and we're standing at the overlook, and I'm like, "Whoa, I don't feel very good." Just whammo, just vomiting for the next 15 minutes, and, everyone, and then I'm laying on the ground because the world is spinning, yeah. and I'm like, "This is terrible. Why would I ever <laughs> want to do this again?" It that was, was probably the best thing you could have done is to throw it all yes, up exactly. right then, and I not bet- be like, mm, "That's pretty tasty." <laughs> I'm glad that you didn't spend the whole night green, or uh, did you? I get, no, it was a lo- much slower trip down the hill, than, okay. which is normally not the case. No, and the uh, I, the spins never really went away until I just managed to let myself fall asleep. Mm. What a terrible mm. time, and what a great way to end this particular episode of the <laughs> Brian Oak Show. Uh, I do want to thank Audio Equip. Without them, we are nothing. They have provided for all of the equipment that we have in this entire studio. Well, just to say something to the listeners real Please. quick, if you ever need to use uh, Audio Equip to lease equipment, uh, they're fantastic. We reached out to them because we had an issue uh, with uh, with our sound here. Immediate response. Yep. They're, gonna, they're actually coming out right after the show to tweak something. It just... Phenomenal service, great people. We absolutely love them. Wireless mics, yeah, handheld wireless mics, the, the, the little Madonna wow. ones that go yep. over your ears. Yep. They teach you how to use it. They mm-hmm. always give you an extra one. Yep, I can't I, say. I like to say enough. Bobby Brown, my prerogative, because I can still do that dance. I'm like a, no, you can't. No, you cannot. <laughs> I'm more of a TED Talk guy. I like to have you those are. on we when I do my TED, TED Talk. Talks. Yeah, love oh, them. I do. They got everything. Why would I have an alarm set for eleven ten in the morning? I don't understand I'm sure who I am. Normal. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Uh, my name is Brian. His name is Sean. We want to thank also all of our Patreon supporters. Anybody who's ever listened, come to one of our events, shared, amplified, done anything to promote it. Do not forget, Mublabugs are making it happen. The Cedars 35th anniversary show coming up tomorrow night. That would be Friday night, January 12th, 8 o'clock. Tickets are 20 bucks in advance, and it looks like they're 25 day of. Yeah, and all the information is available at the Cedars website, which I'm imagining is cedarculturalcenter.org. Thecedar.org. There it is. And we'll link to it when we post the show. Cool. Sweet. Very good. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Nate, thank Thank you you very much for coming by. I hope it's a great show. I hope it sounds like it's going to be an incredible lineup of music tomorrow night. It's going to be great. Yeah, you want to be there. Yeah. 
Yeah. Even if the bugs weren't playing, you'd still want to be there. It'd be a good show. But the bugs are playing, aren't they? Oh, yeah. silly me. I think they are. <laughs> All right. Well, have a good time tomorrow night. Thank you for coming by the Smart Start MN Studios. Uh, tell me about the name, or this song right here that we're going to hear and we're going to head out with. You got Coloramic? The fi- you got the final words. Coloramic. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's a hip-hop and dance song with guitars, and it's about art. right through you.